Welcome back to the Two Opinionated Podcast, episode 26. This episode, we're discussing the value of time, investing time, spending time, and living in the moment. Episode 26, Time. Hope you enjoy. Two Opinionated, episode 26. One Opinionated, episode 3, Time. What's the most valuable resource on earth? It's time. In reality, time is a myth. It doesn't actually exist. It's a, it's a make-believe unit of measurements that we created to, to measure the distance between two occurring events. That's not from Webster's. That's just my own interpretation and the way I define the word. But as a civilization, as a society, we rely on the construct of time and the belief of its existence to organize our everyday life. So with that, it's important to have a clear understanding of the value of time. Time is the most important and most valuable resource we will ever have. The amount you have is unknown. And once you're out, you don't get any more. You can't try to go get a loan for it. You can't ask for it back once you've used it. It's gone forever. So the most important thing you can do, knowing that, is take control of it. Be mindful where you spend it and who you spend it on. A common expression most of us use that I'll probably use out of habit even during this discussion, but is completely false and it actually suggests we believe we have some imaginary superpower is the expression make time. You've got to make time for what's important in life. You have to make time for the ones you love. Life can get busy, but you have to make time. Everybody, everybody's always talking about making time. Nobody has the power to make time. It's impossible. You cannot make time. You can, you can only spend time. You can only use time and you can waste time, but you cannot create or make more time. Semantics maybe, but I feel like it's a great starting point of understanding for this discussion. You don't make time. You can't make time for things. You have 24 hours a day to spend. Again, the most valuable resource any of us have or will ever have is time. We have to prioritize it and spend it where we're getting some sort of return. It should be seen as an investment, an investment in yourself, first and foremost. It's not selfish to invest in yourself. It's like they say on, on an airplane, if there's, a, if there's an issue, they say like you have to secure your own oxygen mask before your child's or, or helping somebody else's. There ain't no, there, there ain't no use in, in trying to help your kid put their oxygen mask on you pass out in the process and nobody's there to help your kid. Nobody's there to help you. You have to help yourself first. You have to invest in yourself so you can be ready physically, mentally, and emotionally for everything life's going to throw at you. When investing in others, you have to ask yourself if you're getting a return in, in that relationship. Are you getting a return in that time that you invested? If you're spending your most valuable resource 
and having nothing or very little to show for it, it may not be a very good or lucrative investment. Are you always the giver? How does that person make you feel when you're giving them time? It is a privilege to give time. If, 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 if it, is it worth investing in? Is it worth investing that much time in a person, in a relationship, if you don't have anything to show for it? Remember that people will spend time on what's important to them. Investing in your career, do you enjoy your work? This is something most of us will do, sadly, eight to 10 hours a day until we're old enough to retire and we all gotta eat. But are you, are you making a living or just a salary? Remember, you don't get your time back. This is a, this is a business transaction where you are exchanging your time, the most valuable thing anybody has, for money. Are you receiving anything else besides that money? Are you receiving a sense of belonging? Are you receiving priceless life lessons and experiences? Or is it just a job? Again, everybody, we gotta, we gotta eat. You gotta work. It doesn't matter what that job is. Don't look down on it, you gotta work. But if you hate your job and every day feels like feels like you're wasting your time, you're throwing away your time, you're not getting anything out of it except sustaining that business transaction of exchanging time for money, which isn't lucrative in any way, especially when time is the most important and valuable asset you will ever have, hopefully you can be in a position where you start making steps to get out, making steps towards using your time more wisely, preferably into a job that feels less like a job and more like a passion. That may mean even more work in the short term while you're transitioning into something else, but it's going to be worth it in the long run because you're going to get to a place where it feels like less about exchanging time for money and more about spending your time doing what you love, spending your time on your passions. There's a lot of competition for your time. There's a lot of ways that people waste time because of that competition. We get trapped in these loops where we're throwing away time that benefits other people, but doesn't necessarily benefit us. And if we feel like it's benefiting us, a lot of times we're still just wasting time and it's an illusion. Businesses want it. They want your attention. They want your time. Social media wants it, especially their aim is to keep you on their site as long as possible. If they keep you on, on their site for as long as they can, that's more ads that you're seeing. That's more ad revenues for them. That's why all the suggested content gets pushed to you. The longer you're there, the more money they're making. So they're trying to keep you glued to that screen to make more money off of you. But for you, you have to be mindful of these distractions. You have to see who's who or what is taking your time away from other things in life. Anytime you spend on one thing, it's time taken away from something else you could be doing. If you're on your phone, you could be exercising. If you're, if you're, whatever it is you're doing, you could be doing something else. It's like when we, when we sold our last house, it was like 24 hours in a day. We got to make sure the house is clean. We're not exercising as much as we, we wish we could, but it's a sacrifice. You're, you're piecing things in by minutes, by hours, and still trying to get enough sleep. And you have to prioritize things over other things. There's a lot of ways people waste their time. For me, video games is one of the biggest wastes of time imaginable. I've wasted so much time playing video games and I could go into what I gained from them. I did, I did receive positive things from them, 
uh, especially as a kid, problem solving, a competitive nature, resiliency, working as a team, whatever it is, bonding if you're playing with friends online, whatever it is. And I'm definitely not against video games. I still, I still play them to relax from time to time. If I have a few minutes, I might sit down. But it really hit me how much time I've wasted throughout my life just looking back. It's a, it's a great hobby. It can help you decompress. It can help you uh, let off some steam. Nice stress reducer. But again, you have to be mindful with yourself and honest about the time you're spending on things that may not have a positive return for, for you. Or do you need to be spending as much time on those things? Is it really decompressing an hour, two, three hours after you've sat down to play? Or are you just stuck in this loop of it's doing something for you to get your mind off of what you actually need to be doing? And are you wasting time? If you're playing an hour a day, if you play a video game an hour a day, over the course of a year, you've spent 15 days of your life playing video games. If, if you, especially with these kids, but if you play two hours a day, that's 30 days a year. That's a month that you've spent of your time on video games. Like if, it, if it's for work, if you're if you're getting something out of it, and I'm not saying it has to be all about money, but if it's for something, if you're gaining something else, you again, you're exchanging your time for what? Is it still a decompression after a certain amount of time? You have to be honest with yourself. There's some math that applies to it, but 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 you know it's the same thing same math no matter what you're doing if it's basketball it's whatever but are you getting something else out of it if you're playing basketball are you gaining you know that that's your that's your workout for the day if you're if you're whatever it is that same math applies just be mindful the most valuable asset you will ever have another mistake you may fall into when when wasting time is dwelling on the fact that you've already wasted so much time like if you've had a day off from work and you have all this stuff that needs to get done. And you look over the clock and it's 6 p.m. And you're like, damn, I wasted all day. Like I should have been, I should have been productive. All this stuff needs to get done. And then you get down on yourself for not doing anything. And then you're just like, well, I've already wasted so much time. I guess the whole day's blown. Like nothing I could do now. Like, no, get up now, go do something. Like it's like if you had a if you had a pocket full of you had a pocket full of money. You're walking down the street and you noticed your money's falling out of your pocket. You wouldn't just be like, oh, I already lost so much. Like, might as well let it continue to spill out. And we're talking about something far more valuable than money. And we still don't seize it enough. We don't seize those opportunities to, to take back or, or stop the bleeding. Like, I've already wasted this much. I'm not going to keep going. You have to stop the bleeding. You'd have to, you'd, you, you'd save what you can, you know, and you would probably try to double back. And, and get the money that you've dropped out of your pocket from down the street. But unlike that, you can't go back. With time, you can't go back. It's already lost. There's no getting it back. Days get away from you. Days get away from all of us. But when you notice, you have to take action. It comes down to time management. And I want to start, I want to start off, off this piece by saying it's very unhealthy uh, for a person to, to overuse or misuse serious mental health terms um, to try to relate to relate, relate their normal struggles to those who are in crisis or involved in serious mental or emotional, sometimes debilitating struggles. It's actually disgusting. That being said, I am obsessive about, it's, it's not a disorder, but I am obsessive about time management. So much so 
And when I wake up in the morning, I will start my coffee before I even go pee. Like just so it can, it can be brewing while I pee. And I can save that one minute that it would have taken for me to pee before I started my coffee. Someone is like, I'm literally, I'm literally dancing while I make my coffee. I feel an obsession to ensure things are being done in the most time effective ways. And so thinking about where that, how did I get this way? I can actually pinpoint the time of my life where that, that obsession started. It started as a kid. It started when I was around 11 years old. It was an incident. I'll tell the story. There was a small restaurant slash store. It was a store that had a, a little place on the side where they would cook little meals, things like that sometimes. It was down the street from us where we live. And they had pre-sold a bunch of Thanksgiving meals. My mom was friends with them, so, so we were just around the store whenever. And there was a woman working in the kitchen. Uh, she was in charge of, of cooking all the food. And there was probably only like, like a dozen or two families that, that pre-ordered this Thanksgiving meal. Pickup was on Thanksgiving, um, I think at like 4 p.m., for families to come and get their meals. And at around 3.30, the lady in the kitchen had the mashed potatoes done. She had the gravy ready, uh, stuffing, rolls, all the size, anything you can think of, whatever it was. She had everything done. But she saved the turkey for last. It was 30 minutes until families were going to arrive for the Thanksgiving meals. And everything was done, but the turkey hadn't even gone in the oven yet. I don't know. I don't know why that story stuck with me or had such a, a lasting impact on my life. Maybe it was the angry families. Maybe it was the money lost from the employers. Maybe it was just the whole situation. But if I was to try to pinpoint it, it was probably that lady in the kitchen. It was a life changing lesson for me to see that she worked her ass off. She did everything right. She wasn't lazy at all. She was there all day working. But the fact that she didn't prioritize her to-do list and consider the time things took, nothing else mattered. One of the lessons from that is, is that creating lists can be a great tool for helping with time management. But you also have to set priority to the things on the list. What needs to be done first? What's going to take the longest to get done? And what's most important on that list that if nothing else goes right on that list if nothing else gets accomplished off that list you have these top priorities that were done you have to get better organized and and use a calendar for that organization so you can be more efficient with your time and anybody that that knows me that's hearing me say this is thinking that i'm a hypocrite and and they're right because time management is not time management is a strong suit using a calendar and being organized is something that i struggle with but thankfully I have an amazing memory when it comes to things that I need to do, things that I need to get done. I very, very rarely forget things. And when my memory fails me, I have a wife that's very well organized that will help me out. So either have great memory, uh, get you, marry somebody who's gonna help be organized for you or just work on your organization. Probably should work on your organization even if you have the first two. No matter what needs to be done though, no matter how full that to-do list gets, you have to work hard to find time for your own self-care. Mental health days, sick days, 
uh, taking some time to relax, it may seem like you're wasting time. It may, may feel like, well, that was wasted time, but it's actually saving you time in the long run. You got to take time to recover and recharge so you can be more efficiently, you, you can use your time more efficiently. Like, like, look at it like this. Like, if you take a day or two off, you don't do anything, you just recover mentally, physically, you're sick, whatever it is, and then you hit the ground at full strength, you'll be able to do a, be a lot more productive over the coming week than you would have been operating at 50% the entire time. And it's a hard lesson to learn. It's, our, it's a hard truth to accept for me as well. Like, that's something I, I struggle with. I want to be productive. But every time I've tried to power through an injury, power through... Um, a bout of depression or anything I'm going through without dealing with that, I end up wishing I could go back in time just and, and just rest because I was never as productive as I could have been. And quick side note, since we're talking about time, um, a little off topic maybe, but time travel does not exist and it will never exist for two reasons, just real quick. One, if time travel was ever going to exist, it would then have to also simultaneously have always existed having no real point of origin because the point of origin would constantly change due to having the ability to travel to and from different eras of time making time travel available earlier and earlier thus creating a world where time travel existed since the beginning of time that's one and two time doesn't exist so how are you going to travel through it it'd be like me trying to go outside on a hot day and travel some laps around my pool I ain't got no pool. Just make believe. Anyway, back on track. If you do find yourself with some downtime, try to be mindful of utilizing that time to get up so you avoid that, that feeling of what now? Like, 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 like think to yourself, like, like when you're on step one, what do you need to do at step two, at step three, at step four, at step five? That's what you should be planning for at step one. On step two, you step planning for step three, four, five. And so on. Like there are there are unforeseeable circumstances that you couldn't plan for, but there's no reason you should be on step one and not prepare for step two, or on step two and not prepare for step three, and so on. You should always be looking ahead so so you're not wasting time. Like if you're a kid in juvenile hall, if you're an adult in prison in jail, uh, if you're a kid who's transitioning to adulthood, you know you you have to move out in six months, three months, whatever that is. Anyone that's got time to plan ahead should be using that time or you're just, you're wasting it. For example, my wife has, she has her master's degree already and she spent the last three years gaining the, the required amount of hours so she can apply to get her license. Over those three years and even now that she's applied for the test and is studying in preparation, the thoughts are always next steps. And she would be doing herself a disservice to, to procrastinate, not study, take the test, not pass, fail the test, and then have to take it again. That's a lot of waste of time, especially since it takes months to schedule out your exam. She should also know what direction she wants to go like once she becomes licensed. So she should, she should be asking herself, like, is she going to work for the same company? Is she going to change jobs? Is she going to start her own company? Is she going to start her own business? She can change her mind, of course, but she should understand the landscape of the opportunities that will be available so she doesn't get her license and then try to decide, okay, now what? Like, you should have been planning this entire time, and she has been, thankfully. Anyone sitting on time, 
having to wait to take the next steps, should be preparing themselves to sprint on the word go. There's no, there's no explanation. There's no reason. There's no excuse behind sitting, waiting three, six, nine, 12 months, two years, five years, whatever it is you're down for. When you know when you're going to be done with that time out and come out unprepared, you got to get yourself ready. Use that time wisely. It's about being mindful of where you're at, where you want to go and what steps you need to take to get there. So you don't waste that time. It goes against how I believe most people interpret the phrase living in the moment. I feel like a lot of people take that almost as like a, a reason or an excuse to not plan for the future. Uh, dog, I'm just living in the moment. Like, no, you gotta like, like live in the moment, right? Like take trips, enjoy life, spend time with family. Like, please get off your phone, unplug from, from watching strangers lives and live your own. Too often we don't take moments. So I agree with that. We, we, we take pictures. We don't take moments. We take pictures of moments. Being a father really brought that to life for me. Like holding my son at 3 a.m. when he was real young, like really little baby, and he wasn't able to sleep, which means I'm not able to sleep. Like, yes, I watched like replays of NBA playoffs because I missed the game, but also just, just appreciating the time with him, holding him, smelling him, uh, touching his head, staring at him while he sleeps, like watching his little smiles while he sleeps, like just trying to remember those moments trying to beat those moments into my head take mental pictures i took real pictures too but take mental pictures and and just remember the moment remember the view that i have on him remember how special that time was knowing that it wouldn't last forever and i'm glad that i did that because he's not even 10 months old yet and i don't get to hold him anymore like he thinks i'm a he thinks i'm a toy like he thinks it's playtime every time i hold him and i so now i don't get to hold him without getting my beard pulled my glasses taken off and my face slapped so enjoy the moment, enjoy where you're at, the beauty of life and, and the, the stage that you're in. But if you have a plan for the future, things are going to be brighter for you. Like have, have a plan for the future. So, so in future, in, in the moments that you take in the future, those moments are gonna be even more enjoyable to live in than they are right now. Time is the most valuable asset you will ever have. Be mindful where and how you spend it, who you spend it on, and try to embrace every moment. Too Opinionated, episode 26. I'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Too Opinionated, episode 26. Make sure to subscribe or follow so you don't miss the next conversation. As always, much love to my brother Cryptic for the background instrumental. We'll be back same time next week.